What up, Wholesale Elite fam? Look, today we're doing things a little bit differently. By the way, happy Memorial Day. If you're watching this on Monday, May 29th, today is Memorial Day. And uh, yeah, it, it's a day that you you know, you know feel a little awkward about saying happy Memorial Day because if you truly uh, acknowledge uh, the day and the reason for the celebration, there's really not much happy about it. Uh, but it is an opportunity for us to extend gratitude uh, to the members uh, of, our, of our nation, you know, men and women who who have given the ultimate sacrifice and uh, and you know did that for so, so that we can enjoy this day, enjoy this day off to spend with our family and friends. And so kind of somber, but did want to wish all of you a happy Memorial Day. And I hope that you're keeping the main thing the main thing. Um, and so guys, look on this episode. We're going to do things a little bit differently. We got a mashup, and I'm pretty excited about this one because we took basically some snippets from past episodes and put them together just to give you a, a, an awesome, you know, snippet of some of the just great stories uh, that are told in real estate and just some of the um, the great mindset shifts. Uh, so hopefully, they'll, this will be a very impactful uh, podcast for you to to just delve into the minds of multiple people who are killing it in this profession and just kind of dig in and. and and get get some of that info and maybe if you haven't seen in these episodes you know it'll be a good cue for you to go in and watch the full the full recording the full interview uh, because they are they are great I mean we've had some phenomenal guests on here and so we're super fortunate to stitch some of our fun you know ones from the last 40 episodes that we've done so far stitching together and hopefully bring you some some good value so without further ado let's get going check it out um, but I felt like I felt like I was taught that like engineers had this mind where they really need to analyze stuff. Did you have that problem when you first got started where you felt the need or were you just an action taker? Um, I feel like I succeeded because I was like that. I think, I think my, my tendency to, to analyze is what kind of made me kind of, kind of fast lane a hundred miles per hour past everybody else for sure for a long time was because I was super analytical because the thing with engineering, it's kind of like, um, engineers are basically like, how does this work? I need to know how I need to know everything about it. I need to be able to take the car apart and then put it back together. Like I need to know exactly why. And the reason that's important is because when you know, when you're constantly looking to see how things work and what they're kind of composed of, you're, you're, you're able to establish um, the fundamental truths about a concept or the fundamental truths about a principle, right? The fundamentals, the things that are objectively this or, no, or objectively that. Now, once you know the objective truths and you are 100% like honed in on the objective truths, you can start to use those objective truths as a foundation to build stuff on. Right. So, you know, for example, building a successful real estate business starts with having a very like undivided mastery on the basic principles, like complete, complete mastery in the basic principles. So it's like, you know, you, it's kind of like you can't build a 60 foot, you know, 60 story tower on a, on a, on a shaky foundation, right. All right. The heck over, especially when you're scaling a real estate company or any company, as a matter of fact, if you, if we don't take the time to know the basics, they're not going to translate over when they start to become the complicated, you know, the mm, basic right. is the basic you use wacky principles 
uncomplicated stuff, it, it, things start to, bad things start to happen. And so for me, what, what, you know, um, the, the analysis part is kind of what helps me a lot is because whenever I look at a process, I think of, whenever I look at any sort of concept, I think about what makes this true? How does this work? And if I could flow chart this out into seven or eight steps, what would, what would each step look like? And what are they? Then you can build on them. So, now, did you actually do that? Yeah, yeah I do that for, yeah. I've, that's how I built my, my business. So give some insight to the, because it's kind of unique. Most most people like I'm I'm opposite of you. Aisha will know Aisha will know that instantly. <laughs> I'm the just go take action. I'll screw up, learn later, and then retake the action and learn. But, but you screw up and then you learn, right? You screw up and then you so you screw up, you learn and then you adapt, and then you screw right. up, you learn and you adapt, right? Absolutely. What you're doing and you don't even know it is you're practicing use of the scientific method. You're having a hypothesis. You're saying, okay, you know, like. I have an idea. This is going to work. You do an experiment and you're like, fuck, that didn't work. And then you have your results and you're, then you go, all right, my conclusion is we're never doing that again, or we're right. totally doing this again. Then you have another hypothesis, either this works or this, we're not doing this again. And then you run it again. And then you get a little bit closer to success until you hit a new hurdle. And then you have a new result. You reassess hit your conclusion, and then you keep going into this feedback loop. That's the scientific method. You are doing that without even knowing. For those of you who don't know or who haven't met Paul Michelle or who don't follow them on Instagram, they're in a different country almost every other week, every, every week. These guys live the lifestyle. My IG is the lifestyle dude just because I've always been in the lifestyle. And yeah. seeing you guys actually accomplish what I want to do is uh, phenomenal. I mean, you guys just got back from Greece. You know, yeah. you just talked, you're going, to Bali in a few months. You're in Arizona now. Um, So you guys are clearly winning in the wholesale game. And I don't want to go over numbers or any of that stuff. We'll we'll save all that for for part two. But let me ask you guys, what's one of the most recent things you've done that's out of your comfort zone? Oh. What are you guys doing to challenge yourself? (laughs) I think working with new people is a challenge. is a challenge, yeah. Well, just it's it can be challenging because they just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's why we only work with people with like like that have some type of experience, whether it's astro students have gone through the course and because we just don't have time to train people. And there's so much free game out there. Like, why are you going to come to us for training? Come to us when you got it ready and we can bring you into a business that um, that just for sure. Michelle, really clutch, uncomfortable meeting. Yeah. with her COO yesterday and her company, her team today, yeah. uh, because there were some things she needed to fix. So maybe that's it for you. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe on a trip that you guys have recently taken, was there a, an, an awkward situation where you were like, oh, I don't know if we should do this, but you did it and it ended <laughs> up being awesome. Yeah. I love hearing about these things. So what's something maybe that's not business related that you did. Oh, that was okay. I got heard of skydive three times. Okay. Skydiving, which is an amazing, okay. Get rid of your fears, go skydiving. And it's what he's really talking about is like comfort zone in terms of lifestyle. Two things that has happened to us. And this is uh, one of my really great friends who I lived with her for three years. She messaged me and she was like, "One of the what are some of the biggest things that you learned this year? And I mm-hmm. said that abundance 
doesn't come to you like you know it doesn't really come to you unless you attract it which is wonderful that's one way of getting abundance but the way that we've been able to receive abundance is literally by stepping into it like literally throwing ourselves like skydiving getting throwing yourself off the plane and and landing in abundance and there's two ways that we did that the first one was when we went to the maldives for my 30th birthday it's two thousand dollars a night for those huts on the water Okay. okay. Um, and so I told Paul, I said, uh, we're going to Maldives. We didn't have the money at that time. I mean, we kind of did. We had just did like a 70K month, two months prior, but we were also living in Hawaii where it was like $10,000 for our Airbnb and then like $5,000 for food. And like, so, you know, we had expenses. So when March came around, we were like, we're going to the Maldives. I don't care how we do it. So we found this beautiful hut. We, we hired a travel planner who helped us with everything. And then it was $2,000 a night and um, the the hut hotel was like, okay, you put your credit card. We won't charge you until like five days before you get there. And I was like, well, I'm going to put my credit card in here. Okay. <laughs> we have about a couple weeks to figure out how we're going to pay for that. <laughs> and that's literally what we did. And uh, we stayed in the Maldives for three nights and we did many, many activities. And that was the best trip we've ever taken and ever since then every trip that we've taken has been an abundant trip for uh our trip that we took from greece to turkey to mexico was a thirty thousand dollar trip nice. and uh, one of the rooms that we stayed in was also like a two thousand dollar a night room yeah. and uh, we were only going to do it one night for our two-year anniversary and that's it but when we got there they show us the room that we were supposed to stay on the last night. And it ended up being that they upgraded us for all three nights. Four nights. For all four nights for that $2,000 room. Wow. Free of charge. Dude, so, you awesome. know, because we do these uncomfortable things, we are able to really experience abundance and then get blessed in abundance because we have faith that, you know, you not know. only is the money going to come back, but we get to really become better people when we, um, really see the the beauty that life has to offer. Um, and so our 30K trip in Greece ended up being wonderful because then Paul closed a deal and made $30,000 while we were in Greece. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It literally came Let's right go. back. You know, so <clears throat> money comes and goes. It ebbs and it flows, but time never comes back. And so these true. experiences are always going to be in our mind. Our Greece trip was the best trip we've ever taken outside with Maldives. And, um, and we, now we know, like we see prices and instead of looking at price, we look at ROI now, Absolutely. you know, how many, how many points is it going to get us on our credit card so we can get free trips? You know, what's the content that we're going to be able to create to inspire someone else to come to Greece? You know, um, how are we going to bless the country of Greece? with our finances, you know, and this is how we see life because we were able to do uncomfortable things like that. So I'm glad you mentioned something about blind faith because it needs to be talked about more than it is. And it, it's hard, but it's important. So how does, how does someone develop blind faith? Oh man, reps. I mean, it goes back to I, everything for me goes back to fitness, bro. I mean, it goes back to reps, 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 reps. It's just like when I couldn't squat 90 pounds in the gym, reps, bro. I mean, one day you get up to 300 pounds. I mean, it's every day showing up and making the calls. Do the reps, do the reps, do the reps. I have a whiteboard here in my office that like I literally walk up to it and put a little little tally whenever I have a successful call. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 
that's reps for me. That's literally me just putting in the reps and it's kind of disconnecting yourself from the result of the call or even the result of the day and just know like, dude, I put in that work today. Like I put in my reps today, whether an agent, you know, signed a contract with me today or not, I put in my reps, that agent might call me in four days and send me three off markets. So, so true. yeah, you build that blind so faith by the reps, man. Straight up. So true. Yeah. You, you work with, <clears throat> obviously you work with a lot of other wholesalers. Yeah. What do you find is the common challenge that most of them face? Is, um, is the frustration of not getting their first deal when they've been calling people for three months and they call me and they're like, Greg, man, like I'm, I'm sending out these offers at these numbers you're giving me and no one's accepting my offer. How does anybody get deals? So I think the biggest challenge for a lot of these wholesalers is frustration. You know what I mean? Not everybody can get lucky like me and get their first deal in 20 days. You know what I mean? I think I got lucky, to be honest. I didn't do anything sure. different than anybody else. Sure. You know what I mean? But I and again, that's when that's when you have to have that. Almost that conviction in you that like, no, I'm a real estate investor now. I'm a wholesaler now. I'm all in on this. It's like Tanner said, if you got that plan B, man, and 90 days has gone by and you haven't got anything under contract, boy, that plan B is going to be looking real <laughs> nice at that moment. So um, not to quote Tony Robbins, but burn the boats, man, burn the boats, get the reps in and, and just kind of shut that frustration down. Um, I personally shut it down by journaling. Um, if I don't, then it, it, it definitely gets to me at a certain point after a couple of days. So hmm. I found that physically writing it down helps a lot, at least with me. What are you writing down? Uh, it depends on the day. Um, some days I'll do like a gratitude entry where I'll write detailed 10 things in detail of what I'm grateful for, like super specific. Like today I'm grateful for the way Sky laughed when I tickled her on the couch this morning. You know what I mean? Like just right. super specific things that I'm grateful for. Or if I wake up feeling a little off, bro, I'll write that down and just like, it's like a mirror to yourself because sometimes we wake up a little off and we just try to brush it off. We're like, mm. I feel a little off today, but I'm going to ignore that. Like, no, bro, I write it down and I'm like, woke up feeling off, not feeling my best, but then I'll keep writing. And by the bottom of the page, my entry could go from negative to like, and it always ends up positive for some reason at the bottom of the page. That's phenomenal, bro. Well, it. you said something earlier uh, that I kind of want to dig into a little bit. You said, you know, you felt like it was luck, you know, that you got your first deal in 20, 20, whatever days. And, you know, I got my first deal fairly quickly too. Um, and when I look back on it, you know, yes, I, I can definitely attribute it to luck. And uh, there's a, I don't know who said it, but there's a quote that's out there in the universe that it says, uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh yeah. And, um, Let's go. Yeah, dude. And so I started yeah. thinking about that, you know, about my process. And I was like, you know what? I had zero doubt. I had zero shred of doubt dude, that I was so going to get this done. I had no timeline in my head for getting this deal done. There, yeah. there was no rush. There was no, there was none of that. I was just in the game. I was, yeah. and I, I wanted to learn and figure this thing out. That's all I cared about was figuring out. It wasn't by this date, by this timeline, or or there was no comparison. Yeah, you know, I heard other stories, whatever, and I was like, cool, good for them. It was inspiring exactly. to me, you know. Yeah. Um, but there was no expectation. It was just moving forward. And because of that, because I had no expectation, I stayed in the game and I kept moving forward. I got my first deal from. I recorded a Facebook video or Facebook message video. I sound like an old man. Uh, just 
Facebook, uh, I recorded a video on Facebook, just letting my friends and family know, hey, this is what I'm doing now. You know, that, that was it. I, love it. I didn't want people thinking, oh, he's like, I thought he was doing medical marketing. Why is he talking about real estate stuff? So off that video, one of my friends was like, yo, I was just in a, I was driving for Uber or whatever. And he's like, my passenger, I was telling him about what you do. And he's like, I got a property. That was literally my first. No one. way, bro. You can call that luck. A lot of people would call that luck. I call that preparation meeting opportunity, bro. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah you had prepared in the opportunity. Yeah. It's like the inner size that book is talking about AIA. So awareness, being aware why you are feeling in a certain way and really ask why, what is causing that? What's the, the source of that? And then I stands for intention. So when you clean up your energy, move forward with the next thing, set the right intention behind it. And the last A stands for action. And when you are with the right intention to do the ne next task or whatever is happening with your day, take action to change that. So that's AIA. What's the, what was the first letter? It's A, awareness. Awareness. Got you. Awareness, intention, action. I like yes. that. And that's mm -hmm. from inner size. Mm-hmm. So what, what role did you uh, kind of backtrack again? What role did you step down, you know, in your business or whatever that opened up some of these freedoms that you were discussing earlier? Yeah, I stepped down some role with my W2 job mm. so I can pursue more with my own business. But for my business, um, I'm actually right now in the position of a technical role and a managerial role. So there are three roles, ETM. E stands for entrepreneur, T stands for technical role, and M stands for managerial role. People typically start from the technical role, and as they grow, you know, they want to be a manager, and eventually want to be an entrepreneur, work on their business as opposed to in their business. So, of course, I started with my business doing all the company calling agents myself. That is very a technical role. And now I have my acquisition manager, disposition people, my VA, my underwriting team, etc. But at the end of the day, when I go through my daily inventories, I still do a lot of calling agents, talking to buyers, coming properties, training, and yada. So I'm still in the in that technical role, but also I'm managing all the people at a higher level. So that's a managerial role. And eventually, now eventually, like right now, what I'm trying to do is to replace myself out of the the technical role. So I can right. be only doing the managerial level of the job. And then I hire people to do the managerial role so I can be an entrepreneur and then I re replicate my current business model in other market. Mm. And once I have five these kind of models in five markets, I will have hire another COO. So that COO will manage five managers because less than five people is not worth hiring another COO to manage. So five is a number for like the people to report to. That's my, so that's my next step. God, I can, I can hear that Wharton business school kicking yeah, out. I'm taking notes over here. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come up with that structure then? I mean, is that, is that something you learned in school or is that something you read? Yeah. So I read books and listened to, you know, how people structure their business. That's typically like the framework. But in terms of my own business, what kind of role I want to hire, that's more customized to my personal situation. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, very interesting. You, um, you, you, so uh, just to kind of go back just a little bit when you're talking about how you go for walks to, to uh, clean your energy, as, as you said it, what are some other things that you do to, to help with that? 
Uh, you mean like depressed, less stress level? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I take walks for sure, and um, I think visualization is is also very important because envision what what my end goal is. It can help me realize whatever I'm going through right now is just momentarily. It's just right. all leading up to the the eventual result that I want to achieve. So that's definitely helpful as well. And also doing something close to nature because at the end of the day, we are so, so, so small in this universe and we're, we should be so humble. And whatever is happening to us or with us compared to other, you know, like more bigger things happening with other people in the world, like they are starving, et cetera, et cetera. We should be so grateful already. So always raise that um, vibration, being grateful with what you have already and the opportunities you can keep pursuing, can keep learning. So every time if I face a challenge, instead of seeing it as a challenge, I see it as opportunity for me to learn, to grow. And as an entrepreneur, what we will never quit is to keep solving problems. So we should expect problems, issues going on in our business as a nature of the business. And every challenge makes me really excited as opposed to, okay, why this is happening? So kind of just shift the mindset, how you read the situation, what's the story you are telling yourself. I love that. What would, uh, what would you say are a couple character traits of someone with a good mindset versus someone with a poor mindset? I think awareness is really important. No how you are feeling and why you are feeling in that way. And once you figure out why, it's just your responsibility to change the narrative of the story and also take the responsibility. One quote that I like a lot is, only when you take on the responsibility is when you have the control of the things. Mm. If you are blaming on others, it's always about other people. You cannot control other people, so you don't have the control of the situation. But if it is because of you, then you can do something about it. And then you can change your own scenario. So how do you guys deal with adversity or, or how do you guys deal with failure? Um, do you look at it differently than everyone else? Like what's your guys' maybe a tactic or, or something um, in yeah. regards to adversity? Yeah, how do you guys I mean, essentially think... keep going up, right? On, even on the days you're down. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, bro, you look at every situation and you just find a lesson in it. And just know that all the hard times, you know, you look back and say, okay, I, you know, I've been through these hard times before. You just keep on going. You know that there's, you know, sun at the end, you know, it's rainbows at the end of the tunnel or whatever. They sure. say, you know? yeah. It's, yeah. It's, you know, you just find a lesson in any hard time. And even, bro, having a partner, you, you know, like when, when your energy's off, bro, I talk to him. I've been to him all the time, bro. And likewise, and having, you know, a partner helps big time, but. I think just look, looking at it a bit different and trying to find the lesson in the hard time is life-changing, honestly, bro. We're going to talk about partnership stuff in a minute because I think that partnerships in real estate are one of the most important, impactful things that anyone can do in their business. Um, and it, it also can be one of the quickest ways to kind of sink your ship, you know, if, if you don't if you don't do it correctly. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely go into that. But I want to ask you, Remy, real quick, because Matt, Matt, you seem 
like a natural optimist, you know, maybe uh, it was just the way your parents, you know, brought you up and the environment that you were raised in. Remy, are, are you the same or did you have to work on on building that optimism mindset? Um, honestly, bro, just I feel like just through experiences, um, you know, going through a lot of, I guess, hard stuff, you at least I, I learned to, you know, find a lesson in everything. Um, and experiences bro honestly just through time and even though i'm so young bro i feel like i i had the worst years behind me and all those times made me who i am today and yeah just the experiences i'm very grateful for everything you know that i've been through and had to go through to become who i am today and you know it, it's helped my life greatly now, this is this is a wild analogy, but I want to go in deeper on that, Remy, because I appreciate that answer. But I, I want to dig in a little bit deeper because here's the thing. Um, like I said, this is a wild analogy. Um, let's look at a, 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 a criminal. Right. There's there's two different people that come out of prison. There's people that come out of prison. They say, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to you know what I mean? I'm going to I'm going to go for it. I'm going to put my foot on the gas. I'm going to be the next Jay-Z, you know, or whoever it is. And they, and I say Jay-Z just because of the criminal past. Now look at where he's at. You know what I mean? Um, and then there's the yeah. other person that kind of slides back into it um, or maybe has more of that victim mentality over that victor mentality. When you, if you weren't a natural optimist and you had a challenging time growing up, what do you think separated you from the other people who are still living that lifestyle? I mean, I, I feel like I feel like my my why is is big enough mm -hmm. to make me you know keep on going. Cause I mean, bro, exactly what you said. To be completely honest with you, bro, I I went to you know YDC. I went to the youth like I was in the cell, bro. Like four days after my birthday, I went. You now I got caught up selling weed, having you know not you know stuff I shouldn't have had on me stuff like that so literally bro four days after i turned 16 years old um cops came into my house and took me away bro and i was there for about uh seven months um almost till i was 17 and that was really the turning point in my life bro um you know because mm. you know you just see stuff get serious bro and um you know when i first came home from there too i my mind was set on, you know, doing a lot better. But then, like I said, being in that environment where I started to get back into it, I started to, you know, sell weed again and this, that, and the third because I was around it. Right. And then I just, you know, kept seeing, you know, all my friends, all the, all the people around me start to go to jail, you know, get shot, you know, this, that, the third. And I was just like, this it's not it anymore, you know, watching your back, wherever you had to go and all that stuff, bro, it's just, you know, that was big enough to say, you know, like I'm done with this stuff. I need to go. And I just had to go, bro. We just incredible packed it up and left. And bro, those those hard times just man, it's amazing, bro. Life is <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you guys, what do you think is a unique skill that you possess and how does it benefit you in your real estate business? I think uh, and share yours as well. But I think, you know, being authentic, bro, like just being ourselves, you know, separates us a bit. Um, in, in every situation, bro, meetups, you know, talking to you guys, wherever it is, whoever it is, we just keep it authentic. 
and we just be ourselves, you know, we're not going to change for anybody or act any certain way. We're going to be ourselves regardless. And I think people respect and connect to us more. Um, okay. When we keep it out there. That makes sense. Yeah, so, well so Remy, for you, it's more like a, a self-awareness is probably your, your, you know, unique skill that that's helping you. What, what about you, Matt? Yeah, I would say that's similarly, like just, just learning to be comfortable in your own skin. And, and uh, at the end of the day, like the consistency part and just the genuine like willingness to want to help people. Like, well, we're, we're just like above and beyond transparent to people. Right. Uh, that we're doing business with. And sometimes it will, when people are getting to know you, they're kind of thrown off like, what, what the hell? Like, why, why are y'all being so transparent? Like something's got to right. be up, right? But then they go through a transaction with you or they just, you know, get to know you over time. And they're like, whoa, like let's continue doing business or you become friends or whatever. So I would just see being okay with being completely transparent yourself and just we look to help people, man, and we stay consistent. Just you know, no matter how we're feeling, we get up and we we get after it, bro. That's so, huge for it. the audience. <laughs> I mean, I I, I feel it. like, especially in our industry, um, I I feel like a lot of people need to hear that it's okay yeah. to be transparent. It's okay to be honest, because um, that's where our industry kind of gets skewed from in a lot of people's yeah. eyes, right? And so, right, um, yeah, and that's why you win. Um, it, it's funny how that works. Yeah. People that are honest themselves and transparent and will communicate a problem, even though they don't want to communicate it. It's funny how those people yeah. are the ones that win big in this business. So right. you'd be yeah. surprised at how, how easy it is to get from, you know, from the start of a transaction to the end of the transaction by just everybody being on the same page and like communicating truth to each other. What do you think about that? Like, what do you know, bro? Just like weird, yeah. Tell tell it like it is. Oh, oh okay. Because then you can problem solve. There's no, there's no like hiding of stuff. Like, hundred uh, percent mind blowing. But a lot of industries, I think, are that way. And I will say one thing about the real estate industry: like the the openness of of information and knowledge. Uh, at least from my perspective, coming into Castro, like right off the rip. And being in the real estate investing community, even here in Jacks, like with some of the OGs that are here, people are just open, uh, openly sharing information. And in my last industry, boy, it was <laughs> the complete opposite. And and so I can appreciate that, you know, to the fullest, man. It's fucking beautiful. Excuse me, French, it. but it is. I, I love it, man. <laughs> January 2021, there was an Atlanta meetup. This guy named Pace and this guy named Jamil. All right, doesn't hurt to look people up. I looked Jamil up, I looked Pace up, and um, I was like, okay, I'll go. I'll go because um, during that time, I was learning that con uh, connecting with others is the key in real estate. 100%. And me being a people person, I was like, no brainer. That never been a problem for me. I go over there and I'm talking to every single body. There is only probably two people that were not wholesalers. And then everybody else was like pretty much wholesaling, right? And um, Jamil walks in, Pace walks in, everybody, right? They talk and I walk up, I talk to Pace, I talk to Jamil, right? And uh, it clicked immediately with Jamil. I was like, I like this guy, I like his energy. We matched, we literally matched the same energy. so I was like, 
Jamil, how can I learn about this? He said, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I said, say less. Shot my DM, spoke to him, then I spoke to Nino. And um, I was like, uh, okay, cool. You know what? I'll join. I told This is what I told um, um, Kenneth, I think, I spoke to when I was joining Astro. I say, all right, Kenneth, here's what's going to happen. You're going to send me a contract. It's legit. I am not going to give you the full uh, amount for the uh, mentorship. I'm going to give you three payments, one payment every month. Here's what's going to happen. The first month I pay, the first payment I pay, if I see anything that's not what you said to me, what you stated, I am calling my bank. I was like, hey, these guys are stealing. Cancel my account. He said, and he was cracking up. <laughs> I say, but I tell you what, I make the most of everything. I you say, closed the closer. Exactly. You closed their closer. That's it. I say, I make the most of everything. You give me apple, either I eat it or I make apple juice. That's it. It was like, cool. So I got in. I went over the uh, week one, the mindset, which is which is very helpful. I, I suggest everybody who who start or even like if you started, just go back and watch the mindset over and over if you want. It's really good. It was helpful. And then I was moving. I was moving. I had closed uh, two deals at that time before Astro. Man, I joined Astro and to the moon. I was closing deals left and right. I had worked with agents before and everything, but everything in the course that had helped me so much. So I got in and I was, I was rock and rolling that year, 2021. I was killing it. I was closing uh, 16,000 wholesales at that time. That wasn't like, oh my God, that's before, you know, the market boom big. I started closing 37,000 wholesale assignments and everything. And uh, yeah, I just, just Kept on going, and then. Um, Do you remember how many deals you did that year? I know I can tell that I made probably eighty-five thousand within six months after I joined. Okay. Yeah. So that was that was that was big. I've never made that money working the job. Sure. You know? Right. What's what's other than that lesson? What's one of the greatest lessons that you've learned in real estate so far? One of the greatest lessons that I've learned in real estate. Yes, sir. Or just in business. In um, business. Yeah, let's go with business. I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned in business is that the returns that you might expect that you can get are relational to what you think is possible. Mm. Mm, that's good. So think big. Yeah, again, bigger targets, bigger returns. And you can get them. So I used to believe and I was told and we're all told that anything better than an eight to 10% return is criminal or like not true or too good to be true or impossible. Right. And you want to know who tells us that the people who want us never making more than that. Yep. Sure. Meanwhile, the banks, you give them a dollar, they lend out 10 on your dollar. Mm. And they charge interest on it. Yep. Think of that. You think they're making 8%? You think they're making 10%? Way more. Ah, interesting. What, um, 
what what is what's your definition of success? It's changed. It was a it was definitely it had a number on it once upon a time. And it doesn't anymore for me. I think that success, you never feel like you got it because you can chase money all you want, right? You can say, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel successful when I have $20 million. Okay. Get it. See how you feel. You're not going to feel successful because there's <laughs> going to be a billionaire out there that's going to piss on you and you're going to feel like, oh, I ain't nothing. I got nothing. I'm a little I'm a pipsqueak. So that won't work. You're, you could say success is going to be when I build a incredible company. Okay, cool. You're going to build an incredible company and then there's going to be a Tesla out there that's going to piss on you and you're going to realize, oh, you ain't done nothing. Mm. Okay, so that's not going to work. Success could say when I retire, when I have, I don't have to work anymore. I get to, I get to just be, live free and wake, go to the beach every day until that's your life. And it, that sucks after about three weeks. And then what? Cause after three weeks of a holiday, I'm like, it could get me out of this. I want to, I, I need, I need back in the world. Right. Put me, put me back in. So true. So with that said, success to me now is once you find something that gives you purpose, Hmm. What do you find that gives you purpose? Right now, it's been watching all of you guys crush it. It's awesome. Like that to me, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not even, I don't even care about making 20 grand a day. I'm like, oh, yay. But then if I hear you made 20 grand a day, that gets me off. That's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Cause like, I know I did something in your life and it meant more to you than it did me. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's it's, phenomenal. It's, that's an incredible answer. I'm just sitting here, just locked, locked the fuck in, just listening to like all this mindset, just soaking this stuff in. It's, that was such a good answer. It's real. I, uh, it's just like, it's true. Like, it's like, it's mm -hmm. such an interesting phenomenon that happens to you when you get to that spot. You're like, oh, wow. That's what that, that's what that means. Got it. Like the dollar is never going to matter. It's like when you start to do things for other people and it, in your outward focus, like your success is based off of helping others and pushing other people and doing stuff for other folks. It's like that is purpose. Like that's something that Absolutely. I can, you know, even now, like I say it all the time, but like I could die now and I'd be super happy because I know that I had an impact on, on thousands of lives and, you know, I, 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 I played the game well. I gave it my best. Mm. phenomenal brother what up elite fan that's a wrap for today's episode but look if you got value out of the show today do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe do all the things to help us get the word out there and look we want to see you on the next show so get out there and crush it make it happen stay tuned for the next episode peace